Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I, I define League MX as the shooter shot league. You do expect higher performances and better things from Club Americas, but it's the inconsistency. With the well, thing isn't with this inconsistent, though? I will maintain that the U.S. men's national team came out to the knockout round despite terrible coaching. Like, they have a student discount, maybe, to go to a pool game? <laughs> like, they got it, right? No. <laughs> take that next step i think it's still undisputed that you have to go to europe he's gonna well, be on the ground for the majority the, of the no I look back at highlights that's, no that's, if you that's have the christian pulisic treatment though same we're gonna and... have to stop this we're gonna start arguing on this podcast aren't we welcome back to the real football show i am gino ganello joined this week as you can see lizzie it's not lizzie this week nope. uh Pretty, pretty, uh, you know, distinct difference, I would say. Um, <laughs> but we are joined by our <laughs> producer, Edwin, who is going to join us and help us break down some of the biggest action of the past week. But before we get into that, let's uh, bring in Edwin. Edwin, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I feel a little, little different being on this side of the camera. You know, usually I'm behind the scenes watching you guys go at it and um, you know, pulling my hair because of what Liz- I, I tend to disagree more with Lizzie. I'll be honest. Usually <laughs> when uh, when you guys are doing the show, I'm, I'm usually like and you, you've mentioned it where I'm like, just like, what are you doing? What are you saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, Lizzie, unfortunately, can't be here this week. She's got uh, a lot of commitments. She is uh, super busy. So you get me. Hey, not too bad. Yes, yes too bad. we get you. A perfect replacement. And at <laughs> last minute at that, Lizzie was supposed to join us, but. Edwin was uh, tapped in from the bullpen at the last nope. second. Um, so we bring him in and we start off with uh, MLS. And we'll start off with one of the topics, really, that you and Lizzie tend to disagree with. Yeah, 100%. To disagree on. But um, Cincinnati beat Inter-Miami one nothing this past weekend. Uh, one of the bigger matches, I think, on the calendar at the beginning of the season. When, you, when you're marking down the big matches early in the season, Cincy, Inter-Miami is definitely one that stood out. But... As of late, Miami has been struggling, and this is now their fourth loss in a row. From what I understand, Edwin, you are changing your tune. I am, and I it, this would have been a good time for Lizzie to have been here because I might be jumping on the Lizzie bandwagon now. Um, I don't think she's right completely. I still think there's me. I'm, I'm probably as pessimistic as I am right now. I'm probably more optimistic than she is still mm-hmm. at this point, but... Uh, yeah, you said it. This was a game you'd circle on the calendar. Cincinnati playing well to start the season, although they haven't had that big breakthrough game yet. That big like three nothing, four nothing. You know the big drubbing of a team, but they, you know, they keep winning. They keep 
getting points. They keep doing what they're supposed to. But Inter Miami started off hot with the two wins, four straight losses, looked bad in a couple of them. Uh, but this week, you you travel to Cincinnati. I thought they needed to have that, you know, that moment where Lizzie said, you know, that he has to prove that he's tactically, you know, capable of leading this team. And man, it's the injuries pile up. There's so many excuses that you can make. There's so many things going wrong with the team. But at the end of the day, it's another tough loss. One nothing. That's it. And it was uh if you if you happen to watch the game, you gotta remember there was a penalty that was called against Cincinnati. And it was going to give Inter-Miami, you know, a chance here at the spot for, for a one nothing lead. It was overturned by VAR, then determined that it was just a foul outside of the box. But when you look at it, VAR was kind of – but that stoppage took so long, they added nine minutes of extra time. And that's where the uh, the goal came from, you know, on a, on a cross from a corner. Uh, Mosquera, I don't know, the, the, the man marking that uh, Miami did there at that moment was just – leaves you scratching your head you had your two smallest guys on their big giant defender and he just you know rose above everybody for the goal so um yeah i'm officially stating it right now i'm off the bandwagon i'm just gonna be pessimistic and just tell you that inner miami's not gonna accomplish anything and we gotta <laughs> we gotta get rid of uh, uh of phil neville that's it official yeah no i mean again i think it's it's hard this one right because when you watch the press conferences after this match yeah. Both teams, both coaches came out and said kind of the opposite of what you would expect them to say after the result. Yeah. Uh, Inter Miami and Phil Neville came out and said that they dominated the game. They were happy with the performance. It's just some little things that need to be fixed and, and they'll get back on track. And FC Cincinnati and Pat Noonan came out and were like, there's no way we should have won this game. It was, you know, we got lucky. We grinded out a one nothing win. We did not look good. We were not prepared. And they came out with a one nothing win. So uh, the coach is obviously sharing a different perspective than the result. Yeah. Um, I, I do think from a Cincinnati perspective, there's more there than they're showing and have shown it uh, this season so far, which is probably a good thing for them if they can figure it out. Because if they're winning games one nothing, I mean, the big the big issue last season was giving up goals. Yeah. And they've been very good at not doing that this season. They've only given up four, I think, through the first six matches. So from their perspective, they're not giving up goals, and now it's just about finding that um, cohesiveness and whatnot moving forward and going forward with the offense, which will come at some point. It'll come at some point with the, the players that um, the players that that they have. On the Miami side, and, and, you know, there are were a couple of situations in this game. You know, Phil Neville felt that Lucho Costa should have had two yellows and been sent off um, for kicking the ball away. Yeah. Um, you know, but Inter-Miami, uh, once again, failed that or lack that final third presence and that that attack, that, that finishing presence to yeah. get the ball in the back of the net. And for a team that spent a lot of money – on the attack and, and has spent a lot of money on the attack and um, obviously loses Gonzalo Higuain, but seems to have, or, you know, you would think would have replaced them Absolutely. or replaced him with the, the players that they've brought in. Uh, they're not doing enough. And I guess the question to you, Edwin is, is it just the loss of Gregory or is it 
more than that when it comes to Inter Miami. Oh, it's a lot more than that. Uh, Gregory's loss. He was that pivot guy on back. He, you know, box to box. Great guy, great player. But this team has too much talent. They there's an unfair, to be honest, unfair expectation because it is Miami and it is the city of 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 stars and we love to win and Beckham and all this stuff that they've done. Of course, there's going to be an unfair level of expectation. But at the end of the day, you you went out, you got Joseph Martinez, you let Pozuelo go. Yeah, you thought you could fill that spot, that that void there. I really didn't like that move. I thought if we could have kept Pozuelo and, you know, with the additions that we had, I thought it would be a, a much stronger lineup for MLS. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. But if you can't get Leo Campana into the game, he's we've played six games this season. He's got a total of zero minutes. We got nothing. Like, it's it, it, that you need to – it sounds cliche, but the number one ability in sports is availability. And when your top goal scorer, the guy – who you said can score in the final third, can make those game-changing plays, can do those things, is not available. You're you're never gonna you know make anything happen. And Joseph Martinez hasn't found his form at all. His shots don't look well. His he, he looks like he's going with the motions and he's trying, but the you know the final product that you're seeing out there is not good. Like your best guy, your best chance this week was Franco Negri out of. Uh, your, I think he's what left back this uh, last game, kicking it and hitting the post from distance. But he's taking your shots, like, and not the guys up front, not the guys that you know on your wings. That's a problem, you know. And they don't have anybody who can create, or they don't have anybody in the midfield that can distribute to those guys in front to create. And it's, it's just, it's tough to watch right now. It really is. Now with Cincinnati, you mentioned that you know they're playing well and everything, but. They've also had their last three wins. Actually, all wins this season. All four of their wins have been a one-goal win. I don't know if you you saw that. Then they got a couple mm-hmm. of draws in there. So, again, need them to pull away, show that this is their season to really take that next step. But with, with Inter-Miami, look, Phil Neville, nice guy. I, I I wanted him out last season. I was all like, hey, get, get rid of him. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's just we've gone long enough. I mean, but... He did something last season that I don't think Lizzie gives him any credit for, but I am running out of reasons to give him credit for this. Like this leash has been extended so long, but the fact that he was able to turn around uh, Gonzalo Higuain and make him the player that he was last season, considering that guy may have had the worst body language I've ever seen from a player in any sport. And he just did not want to play there. There was so many things wrong with Gonzalo Higuain yet. He, he made him great. He made him, finished strong his career which at one point early in the season looked impossible and it's i i get it he's a great people uh motivator if you talk to the guys in the locker room they'll tell you that they love playing for him but man just tactically it's not working out it's not working out there's there's no creativity there's no flow and there's only so much you can get off on you know rah rah let's do it let's rally Mm -hmm. around the troops but you need some guy to come in there and make the uh the tough decisions and and really implement something. I haven't seen it from him. And every week it's just getting less and less. And I, I, I don't got any more excuses, man. Four weeks, four losses. I don't know. Lizzie, I, you win. You beat me. She uh, she put her bad juju on everything for me. And now <laughs> I, I got I got nothing. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I think I think you're you're right with um I think it is more. I mean, I, when it comes to Joseph Martinez, I think a big 
issue with him. I mean, I think we're starting to see why Atlanta didn't want him I mean, around or want him on the team anymore. I mean, he was not contributing much last year. Yeah. He hasn't really shown any of the form that we've seen from him in previous years this season. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that tank has run out and that's okay. I mean, the guy is, is given, you know, has had a phenomenal career in the MLS, hundred percent. but if he's the guy that's leading your line, you know, it, it's, you know, it's okay to expect the, the tank to run out. And, and, you know, that's why you need guys like Leo Campana. And then I think the other thing that you're, 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 it hit the nail on the head on it is the loss of Pozuelo because Pozuelo came in after uh, you know with with twelve games remaining I believe, and at that point I think it, he added something else to this Inter Miami team attacking wise yep. and added some creativity and I think he did a lot to create for um, Higuain and the rest of the team and just looking at his stats from last season since he got to Miami he had. One, two, three, four, five, six, six assists and two goals in twelve games. I mean, that's eight goal contributions in twelve games. It's that's a lot. Yeah, I think and, the team and, leader was only seven, <laughs> seven yeah. assists on the whole yeah. season. You know, and this guy did. So yeah, so you're you're looking at it and you're like, they're missing that piece to kind of be creative and and create. And obviously, those are just the the hard stats. I'm sure there's many key passes that he made to open up the, mm -hmm. the team and, and was just a key part of that Miami team. So that's a massive loss for a team. And, and I think you're right when you say, you know, it maybe shouldn't have let him go. And I think that is also showing a little bit, but this Miami team has, has a lot to figure out and, and they got to figure it out quick. And if you ask Phil Neville, he seems like they have it figured out. They, in the press conference the other day, one of the reporters asked him if he was wobbling or if his or said his team was wobbling, didn't even ask. And he came right out, came right back, and said, "We're not wobbling." And I, I feel like that's a little bit. A Can little we bit talk hard about wobbling say. though? What's wobbling? I've never been asked if I'm wobbling. Like, I, I is it a? How, I think how it's that, more like oh, like sports. Well, I think it's more like like <laughs> boxing, right? Yeah, like boxing. Okay. Like you get hit okay. and you're wobbling, and you're like, "Oh man, I don't know if I got much left in me," or if. I'm 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 in the I'm in a bad state. Like I guess that's probably what it means. <laughs> All right, so I, so I was trying to get the reference. I mean, I just I've never heard that. I've been to a bunch of press conferences before, and I've just never heard. You know, you you guys look like you're wobbling in in that setting in soccer. I think it's a British thing. I think Maybe. it's a British thing. We gotta. Ask I, her. I think I've heard that. <laughs> I think I've heard that. But, but yeah, yeah, you're right though. He's not. It's the, I, I I gotta disagree with him. They're if. Definitely if, wobbling. Definitely. They, I mean, this is you're getting pulled over. Like you're, this is a bad DUI yeah. right now, man. Like you can't walk the straight line at all. You're just all over the place. Uh, I think they wanted to. Well, I know that they wanted to. They were really counting on guys like Bryce Duke to step up and fill those voids, you know. But with the subtraction of Gregory, you know, by injury, you're forcing these guys to kind of overcompensate in a few things like there was a thing that neville said i think it was after last week he was really um really cheering on the performances uh one of the one of the reporters asked him how he how he felt about the performances of some of the young guys after the the tough loss yeah. not this week the week before and he was quick to praise some of these younger guys and i thought that was and including his son um yeah, was on yeah, the team yeah. who had played a uh, you know decent game saying that they're gonna get minutes if they earn it and I think that's great if you're in theory, but again, it goes back to what I said, the expectations in Miami and with all the attention, it's unfair. And this isn't a team that's 
here to like, oh, we're going to groom some of these really young raw guys into something better later on. That's mm-hmm. not what we need. That's not what we expect down here as fans and 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 what the league expects either. You got to you, you need more from from the guys that have been there before. And I think it's it kind of felt a little like a cop out, like they was trying to find some praise there instead of criticizing the the lackluster performance because that's what it's been and it, and it goes from top to bottom man drake calendar was player of the match week like the first two weeks of the season and then all of a sudden he's giving up point blank goals to defenders you know like he yeah. can't make, even make a basic save so it, it and all throughout in all the phases of the game it's just it's been tough it's been tough but they got a they got dallas at home so maybe some sun dances <laughs> you know it might be a hot humid night this weekend so Maybe See, the Sundances don't work against Dallas. They they know the heat. The yeah, Sundances only work against the teams up north. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, what are we going to summon out here? Maybe he's got to figure something out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's that's got to be the all time line so far this season, right? The, the Sundances. Sundance. Yeah. Or or Pat Noonan this weekend saying, if you watch this, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when they're aware. I like it when yeah. they're aware. That's always a plus. But I I'll, I'll be honest. I am not looking forward to the game this weekend. I'm unless the only thing that could change is Leo Campana. I, I I really think he has like the guy looks like a million bucks. Okay. I don't know. He feels like he's six five or something and he's got the <laughs> smooth looks and everything. Uh he looks like he looks good, but I don't know. And he played well last season, but he looks <laughs> like the part. Um, if he shows up this week, he's the kind of guy that we could put up forward that can create and hopefully is hungry to score some goals and you know, put the team on his back, but I don't know. I I've heard, he, I've seen some pictures of him at, at, mm-hmm. at training during the week. And again, this before the season, we were getting ready to start the season and have everybody healthy. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, he's got a calf injury or something, you know? Yeah. And it's, it hasn't been elaborate on like, Oh, okay. He's going to be out six weeks. Like this is, this is too much. Inter Miami needs to figure it out, but I'm not optimistic home against Dallas. Unfortunately, I, I don't see. I mean, maybe. I think like, they get a point. I don't know. I think they think? get a point because Dallas answer? has been just as ineffective in front of net. I think as okay as Inter Miami has. So I can see this being like one one. Yeah. So what, a, I, yeah. what about Cincinnati though? Like, how do we feel about about them and what they've done and and where they're at right now? Because I had a lot of high hopes for Cincy. Got them up on the yeah. power rankings from week one. You know. I, I think with Cincinnati, it's it's more a situation of like they've been doing things, a lot of things really well. They haven't lost a game all season, yeah. and they haven't been their best. So, um, if you could do that and not score goals, not have your top players score goals, and and you're playing good defensively, which was the main area that I think everybody was like, okay, Cincinnati's got an attack, but can they defend? Yeah. And they have been defending, and you know now it's just about figuring it out offensively. I mean, I think. If you look at the East, I think them and Atlanta are probably the two clear favorites in the East right now after six weeks. Yeah. Um, whether it'll stay that way, I don't know. But Cincinnati, I think, is exactly where they expected to be, maybe with a little bit more goals they were hoping. But mm-hmm. um, but I think that they're exactly where they expected to be, and I think that they're you know, easily in the top two of the East after six weeks. Man, you said something there. You said they're – undefeated and haven't played their best yet like that's god that must feel good as a fan right like, yeah oh, we're undefeated we're doing well we haven't even we haven't even hit our stride yet or played uh, a full complete game yet 
And yet I'm here, you know, watching Inner Miami just go through the motions and I'm praying for Sundances, man. I'm praying for <laughs> Sundances out here. Like, how is that going to help me out? This is horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's for in Miami. It's it's all it, it's not sunshines and rainbows for sure in Miami. No. Meanwhile, in 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 Cincinnati, I think it's I, I think things are going about as well as they expected. I mean, let, let's uh, just looking at, you know, just looking at their schedule. They played some pretty difficult teams in the East so far. Right. Mm-hmm. They've played um, they've played Nashville. They've played Orlando City, I believe. They've played Inter Miami, who was expected to be one of the better teams. Obviously, hasn't turned out to be. Um, they've beaten uh, Houston Dynamo. The draw against Chicago was a bad draw. That was a really bad draw. Yeah, that's um, where they finally, you know, put some goals up, but then they couldn't stop, you know, an anemic attack of Chicago. But uh, but isn't but, that like so MLS though? Yeah, isn't, isn't that like the most MLS thing right there? Yeah, this team is good. They couldn't do it. All of a sudden, they give up three yeah. to like a really bad team. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like that game, though. What we talk about so often with Inter Miami, can they come back from down? Like they were down three one in that game, and they found two goals and managed to tie it three three on yeah. the road. So that's uh, obviously you know it's not it's not as bad as a result as it could have been. It's not not a great result, but. You know, they beat Seattle Sounders while getting a red card, um, you know, which is another talented team. They got a red card in the 83rd minute, but still, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they've played terrific defensively. It's, it's about finding the goals in in front of, in front of net and, and uh, Pat Noonan even said this weekend that he doesn't expect Brandon Vasquez to be around for long. So because there's already interest around it. We've reported on it. 90 men's reported on it. And the fact that there's interest from the premier league and I believe the Bundesliga, yeah. Um, so he's not gonna be around for long and Brenner was already getting sniffed around. So, you know, these players are players that may not be there. So they're high powered attack. They, they got to figure it out soon. So they can get enough points on the board just in case one of them, one of them does ship off to a different league because yeah. that be, then would become the question, like where, where are the goals coming from? So we'll see. But I think since he is in a good spot right now, Miami, can't say can't say the same. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll take a three three, uh, you know, Chicago like performance for Miami this week. Yeah, you know? absolutely. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> um, let's move on though. We yeah. got some quick things we got to get over. We've you know we spent a lot of time on on Cincy and Air Miami, but quickly let's talk about Seattle and LA Galaxy. Another game for the LA Galaxy that they lose. Seattle wins. Seattle didn't have. I think they had thirty eight percent of the possession. Only had nine shots, three on goal, while LA Galaxy had 28 shots, eight on goal. Another situation that we've seen from LA Galaxy where can't find the back of the net. The scoring power isn't there without Chicharito. They can't keep the other team out of the net. I mean, did we learn anything from this Seattle LA Galaxy game? Was there anything to be learned from this? Or is this just kind of two one team struggling, one team that's kind of getting the benefit of the doubt in every situation possible? I think for me, I have this strong disdain, you know, for Jordan Morris that I just can't put away. I, I and he just keeps he keeps doing it. And it's just it pisses me off, man. I'm sorry. I don't like seeing him do well. So it's it's hard for me to say some nice things about Seattle right now. Um <laughs> I'll I'll do that. I'll yeah, do that. You don't right. have to. All right. So the galaxy, uh and head scratching before I had a lot of expectations from Ricky Pooch this season. I yep. thought I thought he could have been 
right now, I'm not even going to mention it, but I thought he could have been one of the best signings ever for MLS Mm -hmm. last season when it happened. I thought he provided a spark for them. I thought they played much, much better after he got there. And this is a guy who's coming from the pedigree that he has in Barcelona. He's only, what, like 25, 26 years old. He's super young. I'm not even sure. I don't even think he's that old. I think I might be overshooting. He's like 23. Maybe. But he's a guy who's like young. In potentially yeah. still finding his prime. This is not the kind of guy that MLS usually draws in. It's usually these are the kind of guys that MLS usually, you know, uh, ends up selling. But I had a lot of expectations and I haven't heard a peep from him all season. Uh, yeah, and, one pass, one assist that he has this season. Yeah, it, that's man, that's not going to cut it, man. That's not going to cut it. LA Galaxy, they're they're also in that same microscope and same unfair expectations like Miami. These are these big, uh, big, big teams that just yeah. you can't have. Um, I think I know we still have Cincinnati and Inter Miami up there on the screen, but I, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this my is... producer duties are falling today. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, usually you know... I'd be handling it, but uh, <laughs> but when it comes to the galaxy, this isn't. Uh, Something's going to change, man. Something's going to change. The summer transfer window is going to bring in somebody big if they don't uh, – because they're not going to settle for for another season like last season. Last season, I think they really – they underperformed. They tried to get a little better. They tried to make some changes, but it wasn't happening. Um, and they, you know, they, they, they don't like – come on, man. They don't want to see big little brother LAFC win another chip. They don't want to – they're – man, if you're a Galaxy fan, you got to be steaming mad, man. You can't be having your your new little brother come into the league and have as much success as they've had, and it's it's hard times for the Galaxy. And I don't I don't think the Chicharito addition when he comes back or when he starts playing, even if he starts playing well, I think this team has bigger problems. I I'm not a I'm not one to sit here and dissect what those problems are. I can't really give you that kind of information, but from what I've seen, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel right for for the caliber and the the prestige of a team like the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I think so. There's a couple things on the Galaxy before I get into Seattle. Jovalich is yeah, not yeah. taking his shot in the you know every you you and me I think both agreed that we thought he was going to be a player to watch out so for a guy. So he was good. so good off the bench. Yeah. He just he can't score. He just hasn't been able to find the back of the net. I think he's done so once this season. Um a lot of problems are coming from the defense and from the wings, which was always an issue. They brought in Tyler Boyd right before the season um, because they did not have a lot of wing talent, uh, you know, talent on the wings and hasn't really panned out yet for them in that aspect. Um, Jovalich hasn't panned out. There's a lot of turnover and, and there's just a lot of problems with the defense. Yeah. And it's just, you know, this was, a situation again, the fans have been very vocal about the fact that they were not happy that there were no improvements made to the team last season, and they still are. I believe there was booze this weekend. So, um, you know, it, it, they're not in a good spot. And and listen, it's hard for these guys to go out there because there's a lot of pressure on them right now because it, it's never easy to go out when your fans are expecting so much and expect to, you know, and already, you know, are already upset with the team and the franchise and are already, you know, they're like, well, if one thing goes wrong, then we're going to be really upset on the field. You know, it's like, it's never easy to go in that situation. That's a toxic environment to have to go into and have to play into, uh, play in. 
Um, so that's not easy for them, but they're going to need, they're going to need to figure something out. They're going to need some help. And I'm not sure they have the ability to bring in another out of league, like solid player, because I don't think they have a DP spot open. So, I mean, I'd have to look into that. They swung and missed with uh, Costa there and, uh, and, yeah, I don't know who they're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have <laughs> you know you know Puig and you know Chicharito, I think are both DPs. And then mm-hmm. I, I think they have I one other Costa. person. I think it's Costa. Yeah, I think it might you think it might be right. So yeah, so that's three players that, that are already under the DP role. So they have no deep they can't bring in any DPs unless they get rid of DP, uh, which they're not gonna do. Um, so that's like they, they're in a tight spot right now where they just don't have the ability, I think, to do what they need to do with the transfer window. So there's a lot of issues with there's a lot of issues going on with the Galaxy. On the Seattle side, I think the reason we're seeing a lot of good out of Jordan Morris <laughs> is because of Leo Chu. Yes. Because Leo Chu and all basically has every single assist Jordan Morris on every Jordan Morris goal. It's all Leo Chu. That's it. That's it. It's just <laughs> nothing but a, a a poacher out there in front that's just you know snatching up all these great passes. I mean, anybody again, you put again, anybody out there could have scored again, those goals. Just again, again, again. This is you know you have to be in the right spot. You know, let's you know give. I know you don't want to give Jordan Morris credit, but we got to give Jordan Morris credit where it's due. You got to be in the right spot. And I think he did have an assist in this match, too. I think oh. he assisted Leo Chu's goal. Oh, okay. But I'm not I'm not entirely sure. It was probably like an um, early pass, and Leo Chu did all the work. I'm pretty sure it was uh, <laughs> something like that. He took it in himself. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, this Seattle team has looked good. Much better than they did last season. They looked, they, they've looked much better than they did last season. And I think the Leo Chu-Jordan Morris connection has been really good, which is I somehow pushed Raul Rui Diaz to the bench, yeah. you know, a, a legend in, in Raul Rui Diaz to the bench. And it, it's, I mean, they've been very, they've been very good. Like, that's it. They've just, that, there's really nothing to say. They've been really good and have faced adversity and have only lost one match all season. And that was to the, um, that was to the team we were just talking about FC Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, they will take on St. Louis city this weekend. That's in a, a matchup, matchup of the top two teams in the Western Conference, yeah. which again will be another test for them. But I mean, beat LA Galaxy 2 1, beat Kansas City 4 1, um, tied LAFC 0 0, and did not really give them much of a shot to score any goals. Um, they beat Real Salt Lake, they beat Colorado. So a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of results, in terms of who you're playing, right? So yeah. there's still a lot of teams left on schedule for them that are going to give them you know, some troubles. So we'll see how that plays out. But they've done what they can with the schedule that's been put in front of them. And um, that's a good sign for Sounders fans after last season. So that, but, um, yeah. Hey, if it wasn't for St. Louis having, you know, the incredible start to the season, it'd be all about Seattle's start. Mm-hmm. Because if you, like, I'm looking back here at our first power rankings, the preseason ones right before week one, uh, we didn't even have them in our top 10. Mm-hmm. They've just exploded on there. Uh, has it been taking advantage of you know good opportunities? Yeah, but there's also skill to that too. You have to play well. You have to be led by 
a good leader and, and have a good structure from top to bottom to get to that point. And they're playing fantastic. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for St. Louis, we as much as we talk about St. Louis on this show, we'd be talking so much more about, yeah. you know, Seattle because what they've done to start the season has been an incredible run. And we're going to see because now we get these two big surprise storylines clashing this weekend. So curious to see uh, who's going to come out on top in that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Morris, eight goals on the season so far. Leochu, four assists, one goal. So those two players have been just dominant for them. Yeah, and Joe Klaus over with five goals on the season. Joe Klaus, well. yep, yeah, on the St. Louis side. Joe Klaus, mm-hmm. Lowen, um, you know they've been great. Berkey's had had a solid um, introduction to league, so it's going to be a really really good matchup this this coming weekend. Let's touch on a couple other things before we move on to some tr- Champions League, uh, some Concacaf Champions League talk. Yeah. Just want to give some quick shout outs and get your quick thoughts on these um, Columbus. Four more goals this past weekend, this time on RSL, Real Salt Lake. They've now scored 10 goals in two games. Oof. It seems Nancy Ball has arrived in Columbus, and that is a very <laughs> Your thoughts? Uh, oof, with a lot of O's. O, 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 O with an F, capital. Oof. That's If you're a Columbus fan right now, enjoy it. Sit back, enjoy it. Um, it's a good time to be a Columbus fan. Not every uh, – it doesn't come along – very often where you get 10 goals in two games and the way in which they're playing complete everybody's scoring last week it was your youngsters you have four guys scoring their first goal ever and uh this week you get your 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 contributions from your leaders it i mean Zellerion, he's good man he's so good <laughs> i like him and they're still missing cucho they yes. did not neither of these games featured cucho hernandez so Normally, when you score 10 goals in two games and you're not featuring one of your best players, that's a good sign. Yep. One of their young starlets, Aiden Morris, seems to be off to a great start this season. Yep. Um, Wilfred Nancy, in my opinion, is one of the top, if not the top coach in MLS. I love him. I think what he did with Montreal last season was phenomenal. What he's doing with this Columbus team, uh, you can see the differences already, and I think he's he's off to a great start. So really good stuff from him. Um, moving over to my Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, oh hold, on, um, hold on, hold on. We, yes. we got to give you the full screen treatment here, bro. Let's have our <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps minute, baby. Let's do it. Give it. Floor is yours. There you go. Take off that Sounders Galaxy stuff. Yes, we're going to take off the me. Sounders Galaxy the stuff. stuff. We're just uh, only Vancouver. Here we go. It, it, you know, they finally break out of the one, the, the solo goal, only one goal a game. They scored one goal a game in every single game for the, I think the, the entirety of this um, entirety of this season up to this point, they beat Montreal five, nothing, obviously a red card involved with that. Simon Betcher gets on the score sheet twice uh, in this one in a span of 16 minutes. That's his fourth goal in his career. And he now becomes the fastest to four goals in an MLS career. Um, just beating out Cucho Hernandez, who did an 80. 80- Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nine minutes, Betcher did it in 87 minutes across three games. Um, really just phenomenal stuff. I mean, Vancouver, they're they're they've they finally broke out. Now it's a time of seeing whether they can 
they can carry on this. It seems like Betcher might be the answer to their striker problems. They've tried Brian White. They've tried um, Cordova. They've now tried Betcher up top with Brian White. It seems like maybe that two-striker option there is is the one to go with. But these uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, I think I think they're on to something. I Woo! think they're on to something. <laughs> I love it, man. Dude, nowhere else are you going to get that kind of Vancouver, Vancouver White Cap love. Oh, man. I I actually genuinely I think I've watched so much of them that I actually genuinely have a love for them. That's how it happens, man. You get these weird like moments where you're just stuck watching like some random team, and then you're like, "Hey, bro, I can I can I can get down with these guys." You know, you just start. They following have a lot them, of, They just up. have a lot of fun players on their team. Like they don't get it. Like they're just they're out there in the West doing their own thing, and <laughs> nobody really pays attention to them. And they you know they they got a lot of fun talent over there. So. um you know, that's the Vancouver Whitecap minute, I guess you could call it. Yeah, um, we move on to Atlanta and New York Red Bulls. Atlanta w- beats New York Red Bull by a score of one nothing. Um, there was 30 fouls in this game, 10 yellow cards in this match. Wow. Um, and this is the first time ever Atlanta, ever Atlanta has beaten New York Red Bulls in the regular season. Wow. Which I found pretty shocking. That is shocking. Uh, Atlanta's good. I mean, it's there's my expert analysis. They're really good. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very good. No, they're good. They're Atlanta has the potential to to really make a deep run this season because you have to. Like, if you're if you're management and you're the top brass in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you're looking at Tiago Tiago Almada and you're thinking, man, we might not have him for very long. We got to go all in right now and do whatever we can. And I think they did a good job, a great job, bringing in uh, Gigi. To play up, I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce his name yet. I'm still Giacomakis, I think it is, or Giacomakis. I think is what it is. All right, props to you. I'm not that comfortable in uh, in attempting that. Uh, (laughs) Attempting Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Greek, uh, my Greek is not too too good, but I think he's the the kind of guy that you need up there to complement Tiago Arouse on the other side. um, The the young kid Wiley. They they have the pieces there. They Add do. a couple more little small pieces. You have a, a coach there who they like, who was a prior player. You have a lot of um, you have all the, the right ingredients. Now just stir it up, make it into the right recipe, and you got something there. Atlanta can make a deep run, mm-hmm. and they have to. They have to. I don't I you've you've mentioned that you said it on another on a prior episode that Tiago Almada won't even finish the season. You think I, that- I don't think he gets I don't think he gets added. I but I think the only thing that could possibly keep him from finishing the season would be the price tag that they're going to put on him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's gone by the end. I think he's gone by the end. Of I season. think so and this too. is this is this is an Atlanta season that's Atlanta team who's still missing Gutman, who was very good for them last year. Yep. Um and who's got a groin injury. So that is really good signs. I mean, again, we talked about how they moved on from Josep Martinez. They bring in Giacomakis, I think that's how you pronounce it. We're going to try it. He scores two goals in his last two games. (laughs) He scores two goals in his last two games. Uh, They have a problem, a good problem on the left, figuring out whether they need, they want, they're going to want to play Wiley or Etienne on that left hand side. So, I mean, they've been really good. And I mean, I think it's showing. I think Ibarra has kind of fallen into, found a role for himself in that midfield and has, has been talented. So, uh, really good stuff from Atlanta. And then finally, the last thing we're going to talk about MLS specifically wise, San Jose, Lizzie's team, Lizzie's Woo! San Jose Earthquakes. Oh. Uh, they win for the third time this season in a game that featured all goals from the penalty spot. 
Very rare that we get three goals and all of them from the penalty spot. San Jose won 2-1. Uh, I just want to give them a quick shout out because they have been pretty solid. And they're now, I, th- I believe, in fifth place. Fifth place I in think. the West. Yeah, yep. fifth place in the West. So good stuff all around. That's our MLS. We're going to dive into now. Skip over to the CONCACAF Champions League, which begins tonight, or which continues tonight, I should say. Um, there's going to be, um, I, this is the quarterfinals, I believe, off the top of my head. I'm just double checking uh, to make sure. Yes. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Quarterfinals. This is uh, leg one, or no. Leg yes, two. leg one. No, leg one. Oh, sorry. Leg two leg is scheduled one. for April 12th. So next week, Correct. we'll next have. Week, yeah. uh, so we got some action for the next couple of weeks here. We got something to yeah. look forward to, you know? Yeah, so we got midway midday games starting today, a midweek game starting today. Philly takes on Atlas uh, tomorrow, or, and then later on, Lyon takes on Violet, the upset story. What a good Violet, story. Um, from Haiti. Yeah. Um, they'll they take have a place. place to play in. They literally, like, they don't. They just incredible don't. Incredible story. Um, it's crazy stuff going on over there, so definitely keep your eye on that one, and then Tomorrow you get LAFC versus my Vancouver Whitecaps. Ew. And then Tigres versus CD uh, Mato- Motogua. Motogua, I think it is. Motagua. I, Motagua. Motagua. Yeah, that's uh, I believe that's the Honduran team. Yeah, I think I believe you're right. Yeah. I believe you're right. So um, that is, uh, you know, what to watch out for this week. We will talk a little bit about, we probably won't go too much in LAFC Vancouver, we will talk a little bit about Philly and Atlas. And I want to start off, this is a Philly team that has struggled, has yeah. struggled this, so far this season. A team that did not lose any players. They gained players. <laughs> they lo- they didn't lose any big pieces. Um, and they just have not looked the same Philly team that they looked like last season. They now go into a matchup with Atlas. Um, it was a talented league MX side. Um, it's not going to be an easy match doesn't really matter for me the result. Let me ask you right now before we go into this match. Is it time to panic about Philadelphia Union? Oh, man. I need a sound effect. Panic! This is crazy time right now if you're Philadelphia. Uh, you you got to panic. You're, you're hitting all the levers, doing everything you can, sound the alarm, do all that stuff. Uh, tonight's game could be that catalyst that gets everything, you know, rectified and starts – and the team starts playing well and moving forward. Uh, or it could just, unfortunately, Atlas is a good squad and you're yeah. deep into this tournament. I don't know how seriously. See, this is the problem. I don't know how serious they're taking this tournament right now. Because yeah. uh, where's the focus? Are you focused on this? Or are you focused on, you know, the sinking ship that is the MLS season right now? They can, And, they, you know, you never know. I mean, we we heard Lizzie said this a couple times ago about how these teams that get in the CONCACAF Champions League – Seattle was so focused on winning the CONCACAF Champions League yep. that, and the emotions of that, that the MLS season was just not good for them. And yep. this Philadelphia team has looked better than I think that Seattle team looked last year um, mm-hmm. during their CONCACAF Champions League run. But they have not won in three matches now. They have lost to, or they've tied, they tied Sporting Kansas City, a bad Sporting Kansas City team, a team who has not been very good this season. They lost 2-1 to an Orlando City side who can't find the back of the net. And they lost 3-2 to a really bad Montreal side in the last three matches. And so, <laughs> And then and prior to that, they lost to Miami. Exactly. Yep. So um, the only teams they've beaten so far are Columbus 4-1, 
and Chicago won nothing. In that Columbus match, they had two penalty kicks. Yeah, so, that's true. And that was week um, one, opening, opening, uh, you know, opening match week one. It's just, it's, it's not the same. It's not. And, and I think it's, I would agree. We had this conversation a couple weeks back, but I think now it's time to panic for the union. We've seen a couple matches now in a row where a few matches now in a row where they just have not looked themselves, have not looked good. Granted the Montreal match had a red card in it, but still they, they defensively offensively, it's just been, it's not been all there. It hasn't been able to click yet this season. And it's, you know, I think it's time to worry a little bit. They're they're sitting currently at eighth in the in the table right now, which based on the new rules is a playoff spot. Yep. Um fair enough. But they're at only of seven points on the season. They're seven points back at Cincinnati, who is top of the table. Um they're I mean they're they they have got a little bit of a lot of bit a little bit of trouble, I think. A lot of a little bit of trouble. Um, <laughs> but like you said, I think that this match tonight could make a difference and could mean them, you know, per, you know, kind of figuring it out offensively. But I don't know. We we saw them play against the team that they played before in the CONCACAF Champions League. They beat them 4 nothing at home. Yeah. And they couldn't replicate that on the pitch in the MLA. That's the last win they've had. They yeah. haven't won since then. So... The question becomes, does Jim Curtin go out with his regular squad this week? Does he, you know, how does he manage this? I think he shows a little bit more respect to Atlas than he did the team that they played previous to this. Um, But I think this is a big match for Philly to figure out where they kind of stand right now. I hope so. I hope they're listening. And I hope coach really does bring out his best lineup here. You need to do something right now. You need to change something, motivate this team. Get some like another L or another bad performance is just really going to stunt this team even more. You know, it's going to be a bigger hindrance moving forward. I, but there's this just man, we the history tells us that MLS teams don't take this tournament serious. You know, it it wasn't until Seattle, like you said last season, and and you haven't even started uh, U.S. Open Cup yet. We're in the early, early stages you yeah. know, of that right now. You got that coming up. If you lay an egg on this and you lose out on this and then you then you continue to struggle in MLS, then you have the cup. You're just there's always going to be something there. So learn like start now by trying to to get ahead of it. Start preparing for it. If you got to rest a couple of guys and balance your schedule out. But these cups mean something. They mean a lot. You know? Yeah. And that's that's like a thing. Like, I feel like. You know, we look at like this is our Champions League. This is our UEFA yeah. Champions League. This should mean a lot to teams. It should mean just as much as the UEFA Champions League. We can't have the UEFA Champions League, so we should go out there and want to compete for these things. And I feel like what has kind of happened with MLS and US soccer is that we kind of don't cherish the US Open Cups or the, you know, the League's Cups or the CONCACAF Champions League as much as. Europe cherishes the FA Cup or the League yeah. Cup or the or the or the CONCACAF Champions League. I mean, listen, the League Cup maybe not as much, but I think from it when it comes to the US Open Cup and the CONCACAF Champions League, like these are things that like there's opportunities for trophies. Like why not go and get them and add to your trophy case? 100%. Like League MX teams are taking it just as seriously. I mean, I know, listen, the first round is going to be against some maybe some teams that aren't that good. But from that point on, you're going to face good teams. So, you know, you're going to face other League MX teams. So, you know, 
take the opportunity, go out there and try and try and win and try and, you know, prove MLS, the dominant league, like premier league and La Liga and, and, and Ligue and, and Syria all do every single year. And that's, you know, I think that's, that's the, the, I think that needs to be more of the mindset. I think there's an unfortunate level of entitlement in MLS. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, they, they look, man, having, before we had, Inner Miami down here. Um, we had a USL at the time, an NASL team down here. Got a couple. And as you know, the bottom, there's no pyramid in, in US soccer. There's no pro rel, but there are a lot of lower division leagues. And at the time, I've I've been there and it means a lot to those teams. I've followed those teams. I've followed one team in particular locally down here, Miami FC, who went on a run all the way up to the semifinals of the US Open Cup, I believe it was, and then ended up losing in heartbreaking fashion to uh another usl team fc cincinnati back then who then ended up playing for uh the cup and it it means a lot to those fan bases it means a lot to those teams but i've never found that same carryover since we've gotten an mls team down here when i've gone to these uh us open cup games what i see on tv with with uh with philadelphia with these other teams in our prior history in champions league and it's unfortunate, and I think it's because there is this entitlement. There's no penalty for anything in MLS, you know, for not doing well. And everything is just like, oh, well, we deserve it. We're better than Liga MX. We're better than, you know, USL. We're better than everything else. And I think it's a cultural thing. I think it, it needs to – you, you got to shake it up and you got to put some emphasis. And I think every year maybe MLS is trying to do a little more and more and more, you know, to, yeah. to change that perception and stuff. But it's going to take some time. And – it doesn't. It doesn't start mattering to these teams until it gets to the very final. Like, e- like even last season um, when it was Orlando versus Sacramento Republic. Remember at the final for the U.S. Open Cup? That was great. But it, yeah. you anywhere you looked, as good as those fans are in Orlando, man, everybody in all of Sacramento was behind that team. You know, yeah, yeah. You don't see that uh, in these cups when it comes to the MLS teams. They just they don't take it as serious. Yeah, and maybe I I don't know. Maybe it's like. Maybe we need to do something like, you know, have a, you know, have it at a neutral site and uh, like, like what they do with Wembley and say, you know, this is the, you know, we'll do the semifinals and the finals at these neutral sites. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe, you know, I think they got to do away with the, in the, you know, in the cups competitions, mm-hmm. like the US Open Cup. I think you got to maybe do away with the two legs because, FA Cup doesn't have two legs, you know. Some of these other, most of the other cups around the world that people like look at don't do don't do two legs um, that aren't the Champions League. Um, but that's a, just a different story altogether. And yeah, I think it's yeah. the same with I think it's the same with Concacaf Champions League. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, we should look at it the same way as as England looks at the FA Cup or the or the or Italy looks at Copa Italia or yeah. you know the Copa del Rey or the you know. DFK Pokal, I think, is the is a DFB, D, D, yeah, DFB Pokal, something like that. Yeah, the German. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what the German. I know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But like they look at these league, they look at these things as, as just opportunities to win more trophies. And I feel like trophies aren't like it's not as big of a deal in MLS. Hundred percent. It's like you win the championship, and if you don't, then it's whatever. 
And I think no, I feel like there's, there's entitlement and there's no penalty. Like I'm a big advocate for pro rel and I, I will fight anyone every day of the week to tell you that we need this in MLS and we won't get it. It's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just money wise. It's never going to happen. It's a, it's a hundred percent money wise, even though there are really good plans out there that would support it and could be beneficial to everybody. But, yeah. but you're, you're hundred percent right. Trophies don't mean the same over here. Uh, uh, unfortunately, but and it's crazy because it's not like the U.S. Open Cup is a new thing. It's like over 100 years old. We've been doing this tournament here in the States mm-hmm. well before MLS, well before yeah. anything. So you could, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, like you mentioned, the FA Cup. Oh, there's history over there. And they've been, you know, cheering for that 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 cup run for, for, for decades and generations. Well, we've had it here, too. Just nobody cared. You know, yeah. nobody cared. So. Yeah. And yeah, it's just I, I really love the cups. I think cup competitions are great. Like, it's just another opportunity to win a trophy. And it's like. That's and and again, that's the problem with not having pro well and not being set up like the Premier League is set up or like European leagues are set up. Is that in a European league, you can win one trophy in your domestic season in the actual domestic season in the yeah. actual Premier League. You can only win one trophy. You can only win one, but which makes the you know which makes it it's like only one person a year wins the Premier League. So it makes winning the Champions League and winning the League's Cup and winning the FA Cup more important because those other teams, like if you're an Everton, right? Like, or if you're a mid-table team, <laughs> like say you're a mid-table team like Fulham, Nice job. Right? You got your Everton reference yes. in. All right, go ahead. Say you're a mid-table because Everton's really bad right now. So let's say you're a Fulham, right? Yeah. Like, you know you're not winning the... The Premier League, you know, it's just like the reality of that is slim to not make a deep run. in. in but you can make a deep run in the the FA Cup teams like Wigan won the FA Cup and they got relegated. Like there's teams who <laughs> yeah. there's teams who like you can make those opportunities. Like whereas in the MLS right now, as long as you're one of the top 18, nine teams in each conference and top 18 teams in the league, you're just like, oh, I got a chance to win the trophy. Ah, man. Look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I've been a fan of sports and for a long time and i've had a lot of great sports memories i've been fortunate a lot of my teams have won uh for instance i'm, I'm rocking chelsea gear today i even have a dodgers hat on so i've 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 had some winners but one of the best sports memories i have was that 2017 u.s open cup run i was so close to that team i followed that team from start to finish from the year before when they were created so i really followed it and how about this for a name that you recognize poku quadro poku who was a former uh, NYCFC uh, youngster out there that ended up coming to to that Miami FC team? He scored a goal against Atlanta that people still talk about over here, like in the in the little in the niche soccer circles here. They, yeah. He scored the game winning goal against Atlanta to send us to the next round after having beat uh, I think it was the Tampa Bay Rowdies and Orlando. They were beating everybody in their path leading up to that big semifinal game and. That stadium here locally, it's not a big stadium, but it rocked. It was great. It was a good crowd. It was fun, man. That's still one of the best memories when Poku scored that goal. Yeah. So I, anytime that I, I look back at that, it's a shame that we don't celebrate that as much and people don't care. And and I know you were talking about like mid-table teams, but even the high teams, like the, the upper level teams, like there's no like, like oh, I want to win the double this year. Why can't we well, go after but a I treble? Think, like, I, think the problem, though, I think the problem though is that those higher teams, like, like if you're a Man City or Liverpool or uh, Chelsea or Manchester United in the Premier League, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the season, you're like, well, like there's no playoffs. I can't just get into the playoffs and then be good in the playoffs and yeah. win the trophy. Like I Every have game to be is good the entire season. The whole season is a playoff. Uh, yeah, you, they, yeah. yeah, you have to be good the entire season. And so why I say mid-table teams is just that 
mid-table teams know that in the span of a 38-game season, there's probably a good chance outside of Leicester that you're not going to make a good enough run that you can be in. You can win the league. Yeah. You go and you aim for Europe and you aim for European competitions, but you know you're not going to be able to compete for that trophy. So your opportunity, the opportunity for teams like, say, New England Revolution or say the Toronto FCs of the world right now, or, you know, even if you look at the, the, you know, even if you look at the West, like a team like maybe San Jose or, or Houston who are currently in playoff spots, they know that their only opportunity would be in like a premier league setup. Their opportunities to win trophies are at this current moment are in the U S open cup or in the CONCACAF champions league. If they're in that, in that champions league or whatever, yep. or their goal is just to make the CONCACAF champions league. And that's a big success. We don't look at it like that. We just look at it as like, oh, we played really well last season. We won the Supporters' Shield. We won the Eastern Conference, won the MLS Cup, whatever. And now we're in this competition. And I think yeah. it's because of the way the setup is. And yeah. because I just, I, I'm just saying, even in like the upper level teams in MLS, I like to hear the word treble being thrown around. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah, never yeah, happened yeah. in MLS. Oh, you won Supporters' Shield. You won the MLS Cup and you won one of the cup competitions. Like, you don't see that. But like, yeah. you, you rank. Or you rate these teams in Europe by the amount of doubles and trebles that they can win, and they're yeah. you know you remembered fondly by doing those things. And and I know like no team has I, I don't think any team in MLS history has probably ever done the domestic double winning U.S. Open Cup and it's and yeah, I don't know MLS I have Cup to look. in the same season and definitely not a treble because you know we haven't even had that many Champions League winners. We've only won <laughs> one Champions League, and that was Seattle last year, and they definitely didn't win. Over thirty years, over thirty years of MLS, and we we don't even have one, but we'll see. That I'm is, that agree is on that. That, yeah, that is our that is our deep dive into Concacaf yeah, Champions League. Let's just up, yeah, honestly, honestly, we did a lot of that. <laughs> um, let's just quickly let's bounce to um, just some quick other things. I want to talk about NWL. They now have um, a new team. I want to mention it that they have a new team coming in, a new okay. new franchise uh, in the Bay Area. It's got four former U.S. Women's National Team. Stars as as part of that, um, as part of that that team and that that, that franchise. So that's going to be very exciting from an NWSL perspective. Obviously, the more teams we can get in the women's soccer, you know, I think the the one thing that women's soccer always will have, you know, has had, always w- will have, it seems, over men's soccer is that we are the best at that, and we yeah. now have an opportunity to build a league that will be the best at that and give the best players a chance to perform in the best league against the best players. So um, really good to see expansion across, across NWSL. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you get not not just across NWSL, but across like, you know, pop culture, mainstream media, uh, things like that with the addition of the NWSL to FIFA 23, which may seem like, you know, something that gets overlooked, but no, Hey, you can go in and you can play with these teams. You can play with these players. You can play in this league virtually now in video games. If you're a gamer, that's something really cool. That's some great representation. Uh, You just had the women's college basketball championship game this past weekend. Incredible turnout out getting more ratings than, than the men's final four and the men's uh, championship game. So the women's sports, man on the come up, this is great news for NWSL. Yeah. Great news all around, man. Definitely. Hope, hopefully we continue to see it. Uh, yeah. And if, more. It, and if we can just keep getting the best players in the world, which are our players to be able to play in a league keep home. and keep them home and get other play. That's huge for women's soccer moving forward. So, yep. you know, we will talk about, you know, you can talk about it over and over again. The U S has some of the best players in the world in women's soccer and giving them a place to play at home where they can compete against the best of the best is, is absolutely massive. Yeah. So, 
really big for NWSL there. And then the last thing we need to talk about, we haven't touched on League MX. I know. And there was some craziness in League MX this weekend in the form <laughs> of one game. Basically one game. If you're going to watch one game, that was the game to If you're going to watch one all season in League <laughs> MX, it would be between uh, Club America and Lyon. And let me just pull it up here so I have the stats in front of me uh, because I need to let you know exactly what happened in this beautiful, beautiful game we call football. Um, so Leon actually is playing extremely well right now. They're in yeah. third place. They, this, this match actually helped them or they were, they were already above club America. They helped them stay above club America in this match. Um, having a terrific season. They haven't lost since week four. It looks like they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. They've now got 11 matches undefeated. Undefeated, wow. haven't lost in 11 matches, only three ties over that span. And they won up until this match against Club America. They uh, had won six in a row. Okay. That's them coming in. Club America also on a hot streak coming in. We've talked about them a bunch. They've only lost one match since the second game of the season, or since I think the first game of the season. Uh, or, yeah, one in their last five for sure. Let me see. Yeah, one in their last five. Yeah, just looking at the table. Um, but they come in on a hot streak as well. They've won a bunch of games or a couple games in a row against big rivals. And this was about as hectic and crazy as you could possibly ever imagine. A game. <laughs> where do we start? Where, where do we even start? I mean, you could start Man. with, do we want to start with the coach ripping his shirt out? And that's got that you, you, you can, I just can't overlook that. That is just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, passion. I'm, we talk I'm, about passion in other sports. There's no passion like that. I've never seen that before where a coach has his shirt ripped open, nipple out in the air there like that. Just, you know, like, wow. I don't know. I can't, I can't even describe it. Like, if you haven't seen the images, you got to look this up. It's ridiculous. And most of the action here happened in the second half. I mean, the, the Lyon goal was scored in the second, in the second, um, in the second minute of stoppage time in the first half. But everything else basically happened in the second half. You had two goals. They were up one nothing going in the half, Leon. Then two goals in the 68th minute, um, in, or 63rd and 68th minute by Diego Valdez and Henry Martin were um, Henry Martin were put or put Club America up to one. In the middle of all this, uh, after before before a before a 90 <laughs> a fourth minute of extra time game time goal. In the middle of all this. A player gets a yellow card, and a ref knees the player in the groin, which, I mean, what are we doing here? Man, what are we doing? It's crazy. I mean, Liga MX has had some crazy moments in the last couple of years, but this yeah. one, this is... Would you ever... Do you think that would ever happen in an American league? Of any of American our sports? Because like, I, I, I try to think of like something crazy like that. I mean, obviously, like bench-clearing brawls come to mind. I remember, uh, wasn't it your Knicks? You're a Knicks fan, right? Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Mavericks fan, but you know. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, doesn't really sorry. matter. They both, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're both. Pretty... Well, I remember like old Knicks coach hanging off the leg of a Miami Heat player during a brawl. You know. Uh, I think... mean, you, you got to remember. Um, I mean, you could think of Don Zimmer and the oh, Red yeah. Sox and, and, and all them. Pedro Martinez. Ground. Yeah, yeah. That'll. That's so. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, things happen, but, but I feel like with level. referees is next level. And this is <laughs> the crazy part is this is only the this is this another one of two occurrences this I think in this past weekend that had 
Uh, not in League MX. Premier League also had Mitrovic shove a referee. Wow. Um, and he got an eight-game ban for that, an eight-match an eight ban for that. And this referee actually got suspended for 12 matches for kneeing the player in the groin. And it was very discreet the way he did it. He kind of yeah. had his car, his car in the air. He kind of walked forward and lifted his knee up. And, you know, honestly, in, in, in you know regular time, maybe you don't catch it. But in yeah. slow motion, in Needs slow motion, right we there. got it. We got it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, this game was wild from all aspects and, and except for, like, it's crazy because the two biggest talking points really are not even the game and the game was exciting, man. The game was exciting yeah. and it was a great match. And, you know, Leon seems to have that uh, a little bit of something in them this season. And, and it seems like they, they just have that pizzazz or just that little extra oomph that's pushing them forward and getting them that extra luck that's getting them to the point that they're at right now. And they're, again, sitting in third, currently sitting in a spot uh, where they will get a bye. They're sitting tied with Toluca on 25 points, Toluca above on goal differential. Um, and obviously, Monterey is running away with the, running away with the league up nine points now with uh, five matches to play, so or what four about, matches to play. What about so your Cruz Azul? My Cruz Azul are slowly climbing the table, and now they All have right. a match with, I believe they play Lyon this week. Yeah, they play Lyon this weekend. So if they can get just a, so, a single point, a single point this weekend, and Monterey can beat Club America, then we are, looking at a, we are looking at a matchup that we'll see, that it, that'll see... Cruz Azul have an opportunity to tie Club America on points with their matchup in their big rivalry match at the Azteca on, <laughs> uh, next, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. We should do a so, watch party for that. Yeah, one. it would be, it, it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, we could definitely, we should definitely try and do something like that. Unfortunately, See, I like, how, I like how Lizzie's Club America and you with your your Cruz Azul, and I'm just quietly there, like waving the Pachuca flag, like, "Hey, bro, we're Pachuca, here. yes, like, nobody cares." Uh, but, uh, well, we're yes. in between both of you, though. We're in between yes, both of you. Though. You are in between both of us, but thanks to um, <laughs> thanks to Cruz Azul's terrific talent this past weekend, um, I believe that's who we. I believe we we beat you two nothing this weekend. I believe was the score. Yeah. Um, so uh, a big win for Cruz Azul, who's now on a four game unbeaten streak. And hasn't lost, or no, has only lost once in their last uh, eight games. So Ooh. my Cruz Azul, uh, my Cruz Azul, uh, La Maquina, as they uh, call. There you go. Um, Bravo. Good They Spanish. are on a roll right now, and that's really good for them. They're because they, they had a such a, a terrible start to the season. Um, <laughs> they're on a roll right now, and honestly, them catching Club America would make me very happy. It will be if they do catch Club America, the first episode. That Lizzie will be back on because Lizzie will not be with us next week either. Yeah. They will be spoiler the alert. I'm here again. Yes, spoiler alert. Edwin <laughs> is back. Um, the first episode that we will be back together, Lizzie and I, will be after that Club America Cruz Azul match. So could be fireworks. Ooh. Could be fireworks. I like. I it. mean, who knows? Maybe Club America lose and Cruz Azul hand Monterey like their first loss of the entire season. All right, all right. Slow it down. Slow it down. <laughs> slow it down here. All right. Let's just you know. Let's just. <laughs> that's the problem man you start getting you start looking too far ahead you start thinking too many big things and next thing you know you're gonna be crying in the corner again because it's back uh, to misery yeah no i mean listen it's it, it'll be it'll be um excuse me not monterey they play leon they already played monterey and they lost three two yeah. um club america play monterey so who knows maybe maybe 
Cruz Azul can can knock off Monterey. I'll take a draw. That's all I need. Just a nice draw or knock off Leon. I keep getting them mixed up. Um, knock off Leon. I take a draw. But things have been significantly better yeah. in both Everton and Cruz Azul's world. So Look you know, you. it's it's been it's been Not better. A bad time me. to be Gino right now. Not huh? a bad time to be Gino. I mean, both kind of still suck, but it's like <laughs> it's okay, right? Hey, one good cup run, right? One good, one cup, good run. cup run. That's all you need. <laughs> one good cup run, and uh, you know, listen. As I always say, Cruz Azul did win the 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 biggest trophy in all of the land, the Copa por Mexico. Oh, so absolutely, <laughs> gotta respect the trophy, man. Gotta respect that Copa. Trophies are trophies. Yeah, man, fill it up. You know. Um, all right, I think that's. I think that about wraps it up. I think that about wraps up everything we need to talk about. I think we covered all the bases, right? You got anything so. else for us? Uh, no, no. Thanks again for uh, Lizzie missing this week and getting me in for uh, a week earlier than I was prepared for. But, uh, but Gino, you're uh, you're a total professional. Thank you for, oh, for helping me out. Thank you, thank you and, for uh, joining me. And, uh, and and reminding everybody, ninety men underscore USA on on Instagram, ninety men underscore on on uh, ninety men underscore US on yes. Twitter. We're also on TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that little like button, subscribe, and uh, ninety men dot com slash us for all the editorial stuff you can read everything that this incredible staff is putting out including lizzie so be sure check it in um anything else hit us up we're always here and i look forward to, to next week man i'll i'll be a little more prepared next week <laughs> yeah, yeah no it, it's uh it was definitely great having you great conversation as always we always seem to off air have great conversation but it's great to have you on the podcast and yes please make sure you're good lizzie's putting in reason lizzie can't be here today is because she's putting in a lot of hard work a lot of it and and on top of all the other writers and all the other content we're pushing out so please give that some love um because she's been killing it um and you know we, we we appreciate all the love we can get so thank you guys for listening we will be back next week until then peace out Adios. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.